Okay, today I'm going to do something a little different than my normal podcast. I, I don't have a guest. Um, I'm just doing this one by myself, much like the questions answered episode. And uh, basically what it is, is things I learned from tattooing that I can apply to everyday life. Uh, I do intend to do a kind of a series of these things. So if you have any suggestions on things I learned from something else, you know, like owning a business or being a parent, whatever, uh, throw those at me and I'll probably make a list. As of right now, this is probably the funnest list I've made in a long time. I make a lot of lists. That's one of the many strange things I do. Anyway, uh, number one is make what you started count. Um, In a lot of the other things I've done before, I was able to throw it away halfway done, uh, not finish things, you know, like when I was painting motorcycles, I could do half a paint job and not like it. And just sand off the artwork and start over. Or I would even do things like I would start a base coat and clear coat, sand it down, and then airbrush on the clear coat. And if I wanted to, I could pretty much just wipe that off. It would be like a really gentle sanding. Uh, And the artwork would be gone and I can start over. Tattooing is not that way at all. So it's kind of led me to where I have a... I overcommit to everything maybe. It might be a bad thing. I don't know. But I think it's a good way to think for the most part. If you start something, finish it. And if you get used to tattooing where you can't just stop in the middle and start over, uh, it kind of forces that fun habit of, you know, uh, I started this, so I'm going to finish it. You follow through. It gives you a resolve that most people I don't think have. And you want to have to be a tattoo artist to gain that. And a lot of people do have that without a career like tattooing. But it just reinforced that for me. And I thought that's something people might like to know about or whatever, but a big thank you to the art of tattooing and everybody that came before me for that, because that has spilled over into so many different things. I'm just not very good at quitting. Uh, I'm actually probably the worst at quitting. Um, And being a bad quitter is a good thing to be bad at. So uh, another thing, number two, I thought was really weird, because you would think the opposite of this, (laughs) Uh, and I was probably high when I wrote all this, but Uh, Number two is nothing is permanent, Uh, and you would think that, like, a tattoo is permanent, so, you know, everything you look at, you would, like, look at things as permanent or whatever, but that's not the case at all. A tattoo is not permanent. People fucking die. Uh, Tattoos fade, and they change. People change. There's laser removal. There's cover-ups, but mostly people die in usually less than 100 years. Most people are dead, so tattoos couldn't really be less permanent then they, I mean, technically they could if you, you know, for argument's sake, if you want to argue with me, yeah, tattoos could be less permanent. But uh, doing a painting on a canvas that's well cared for, it could last hundreds of years. Uh, the Sistine Chapel was painted a long, long, long time ago, and it looks great today. It's been restored a little bit and whatnot, but those types of artwork are more permanent than tattooing, and they're nowhere near permanent. Um, I don't think this globe is permanent. I think we're shredding it, and it's going to explode. Um, I think, I I legitimately believe nothing is permanent and the idea of permanent is silly and life is extremely short and people don't, don't keep that in mind when they're doing their everyday task. Uh, most people I don't think think about death enough or realize we're all fucking dying, guys. Guess what? You're gonna die. I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die. Uh, and if we don't die, you know, that's crazy. I don't know what's gonna happen if we don't die. But anyway, uh... Fucking nothing is permanent. Tattooing taught me that. And uh, I wouldn't have realized... I mean, I might, by the time I'm 30, know nothing's permanent. But I feel like tattooing got that in me at a younger age. Um, 
Number three is being excited helps. This applies to fucking everything. But I've noticed when I do a tattoo that I'm stoked on before I start it and the client's nice and they smell normal and they're not fucking telling me to put 35 things into one tattoo and, and they're not trying to tell me how to do my job and everything just goes smooth. I don't think it's all those factors that make it turn out better. I think it's my attitude towards it and my excitement. I think enthusiasm is the most fucking important ingredient in anything, but especially in art, especially tattooing. Um, you, you can't fake it. There's no, you know, tricking yourself into being enthusiastic, but having a positive mindset does definitely help keep that enthusiasm alive. And also, let's say you're doing a tattoo. You fucking hate the person you're doing it on. They're an asshole. You don't want to deal with them. You could always just decide that you want to prove that you can tattoo better or as good in that scenario. I mean, challenging yourself in a way to make the tattoo better or whatever it is that you're doing um, is the only way I've seen to kind of trick myself into being excited, but it's never the same as true, actual, real enthusiasm and excitement for whatever you're doing. And I think that applies to growing weed. I think that applies to podcasting. I think that applies to driving. I think that applies to building things. I don't think there's anything you couldn't apply enthusiasm making it better to. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, said nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm and... I believe that motherfucker knew what he was talking about. So find something that excites you. Fucking pursue it. Don't be a bitch. Uh, or be a bitch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. Uh, unless you're the kind of bitch that doesn't like and rate my shit. Actually, that doesn't affect me too much either. But it would affect me greatly if you did, you know, do the little review thing. I'm just going to drop that in there. Go on Apple. Give it some stars. Or say that it sucks. Whatever you want to. Um, let's see. Number four, sleep is good, but so is chaos. So I've slowly built up my my style of tattooing on a combination of coffee and delirium, um, late nights and, and craziness, and, and then random breaks. So as many of you may already know, I'm a bit of a, a madman with how I like to do things, and I used to work fucking ridiculous hours, and now I don't. Now I'm, I work four days a week, and, and yeah, I do a podcast, and I grow weed, and I spend a lot of time with my kids, and, uh, you know, I do a bunch of shit, but I'm not constantly engulfed in one thing anymore, and I think that both are good. I think obsessing and being over the top and working, you know, 16, 18-hour days exhausting yourself, not knowing what your name is. I don't think that's good for your health, but I think it could be good for discovery. I think it's good for finding things. Um, and then in a stark contrast to that, once you find those things, figuring out how to control yourself without that fucking chaos, take a break, step back, look at it. You know, when, when, when I'm doing a tattoo, I stop in the middle almost every time and I step back and look at it just so I can see it from a different angle and perspective and further away. And also the idea of my tattoos, I want them to be appealing from 10 feet or more. I don't want them to just look good up close. So I need to step back, but you can apply that to fucking everything. And you can apply that to uh, your work schedule or how you do things. But for me, it's been huge to step back literally and look at the tattoo and step back figuratively, like just get away from work and get away from chaos and get away from that 
And then when I get a long break, I dive right back in and force chaos. Because I love chaos and I love breaks and I love sleep, but I don't get enough of it usually. But now I get enough and it's weird. It's fucking crazy. So that's number four. Sleep is good, but so is chaos. Um, I don't even know why I were rolling with the punches. I guess number five is rolling with the punches. Again, sometimes you guys shouldn't be smoking weed. But if you are smoking weed, light one up right now. Like, now is a good time to light a blunt. I'll try to make this podcast exactly how much time you need to smoke, like, two blunts and really enjoy them. Uh, or a joint. Or a doobie or whatever, you know. What's, what's is a joint a doobie? A doobie's a joint. You can smoke whatever the fuck you want. I like big cones, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Um, okay, so number five, rolling with the punches. I don't even know why the fuck I wrote that. But I do know that tattooing and life in general and whatever your artistic career is, if there's competition and and you're doing it right, there's going to be some fucking big, big road bumps, bumps in the road, whatever, potholes, fucking curveballs. Um, and I've learned that when something really bad or it seems bad at the time happens, it's at least going to be a cool story later. Like at the very least you're gonna be like oh man huh i can tell that story a hundred fucking times i don't like telling the same story over and over but people ask me all kinds of shit and sometimes the worst fucking times in my life are the coolest stories now and i look back at them and go oh well i guess that that gave me lots and lots of enjoyment later like for example i got sued once it's fucking ridiculous i thought i was gonna lose my business i I, like turns out 10 grand's not that much money and you can probably recover uh, and I won, but, uh, when a guy filed a lawsuit against me, I legitimately thought I was going to lose my fucking mind for about a week. It was probably one of the, the hardest things in business I've ever dealt with. It was nothing compared to some personal things, but you know, in business, uh, I'm looking at it like, okay, this is how I feed my fucking family. And this guy's trying to take it from me. Um, and at the time my business wasn't built to where to where I could afford to fucking pay him if I lost a lawsuit for 10 grand. I didn't have 10 grand. And it turns out he was just a dude that sues everybody. And it wasn't my fault. And I didn't really do anything majorly wrong. Uh, and I didn't learn too much about business from it. But I got a cool story. And when people ask me, like, hey, do, do people ever, like, what do people do when they don't like their tattoo or whatever? I can honestly say I think most people I've tattooed the last couple of years really like their tattoo but that motherfucker clearly didn't. And uh, I could either let that beat me up for years or I could make that like, haha, I got a good attorney and you suck. And that's kind of what I went with. Get a good attorney. That could be like number 15 on this fucking list. Get an attorney. Um, Anyway, just it all sounds cliche and it all sounds silly, but roll with the punches. Shit's going to happen and it's probably not your fault. It might be your fault. If it is, fuck it. You learn something. If it's not, fuck it. You learn something. Um, you can learn from everything. Uh, see, I make that sound too much. The little, sorry about that, guys. Bringing people up with you is good business. Good business. Okay. I was like, is it, does it say good in business? So that I definitely get to elaborate on a little bit. I've had a lot of tattooers kind of try to tell me how to run my business, uh, or how to run my career. Um, like how, how I should schedule or, you know, uh, things I should do to appear like I'm more popular than I am or whatever. And uh, a lot of people have said things like fake it till you make it, which I fucking hate. 
by the way, the, the phrase fake it till you make it is stupid. And if you can't make it without faking it, eh, you know, you're a fucking loser. But it's okay as long as you make it, right? I don't actually agree with that at all. I would rather never fucking make it, whatever that means, um, and be genuine and tell people what I really think and be, you know, be honest about, like, I'm booked a month or two, not a year or two. Um, my prices are fair. I'm not super cheap. I'm not super expensive. I don't want to play around with those things and trick people into thinking I'm, I'm something that I'm not. So I think that's stupid, but, uh, bringing people up with you, I don't know why I fucking said that people give me bad advice, right? <laughs> but, uh, I've noticed a lot of tattooers are, and they give me this advice. It's fucking terrible advice, I think, but they're afraid to associate with people that are not on the same level as them. Uh, so for example, let's say I'm going to go share a booth at a convention with somebody. It's me. And we'll like, let's, let's rate me as a tattooer. Say I'm a six. Uh, I'm a six and I'm working with a 10. That's fine. Everybody agrees that's good for me. But if I'm a six and I want to work with a four, I've been told that's bad business and it'll turn people away from my booth or whatever it might do. And I agree, technically it might make me look bad having their portfolio next to mine and like I'm associated with that person and they're not that great or whatever. But let's flip it around real quick. If it's okay for me, a six, to share a booth with a 10, then why can't a four share a booth with me, a six? Um, you're, you're basically saying that the other person can work with me because I'm a little better than them. But if I work with them, I'm an idiot. But one can't happen without the other. So you can't fucking assume everybody's going to be the same level and run with it. And in fact, the best way I've learned and the best way I've gained new friends and the best way I've fucking done everything is to not try to rate somebody or or rank them or say they're better or worse than me and to just go, we're fucking tattooers, man. Like, let's go get a booth together uh, or you're hired or, you know, sure, I'll try to show you this or whatever. And there's so many people that are way better tattooers than I am that have showed me all these things and helped me out and offered to share a booth with me and, uh, and they had no fucking problem with it. They didn't think it was bringing their career down because they're not fucking self-conscious and stupid. If you are worried about working around people that are less than you, then that person is probably not actually less than you. You're probably just a cocky douchebag. Like if you, if you think that sharing a station or a booth at a convention or, or having somebody work in the shop that you work in or even working for somebody. That's not very good. If you think that's somehow bad for you, then you're kind of close-minded. Uh, that being said, the best way for me to learn has always been to get tattooed and hang out with people that are better than me. But who's to say they're actually better? Like, I'm just, that's my opinion. Um, and I do think I've learned a lot from that. But I've learned just as much, if not more, from noticing things people do and then reevaluating what I do so I can show them something. For example, if somebody's tattooing and they're going, man, this... The way I'm putting this black in, you know, I don't know. Um, and they're having a problem with something. And they go, how do you get your black in? I have to then think about how I put the black in and reevaluate how I tattoo and then show them. And then I learn something about my technique that makes me better. So working with other people, whether they're better than you or worse than you, should and can, if you're open-minded, make you a better tattooer. 
thinking you are better than other people usually will make you kind of maintain the same fucking style and level and, and you don't really grow, especially when you're a douche about it. Um, where are we at? You can't force change, but you can influence it. That's some shit a person smoking weed would definitely say. Um, so I've learned that, and I'm still learning, <laughs> that sometimes you might disagree with how somebody does something and you think they can, you can nudge them along into the right direction and, and help them get better. Uh, and this isn't, this, I learned it from tattooing, but it applies to so many things outside of tattooing. Pretty much everything outside of tattooing. And I think all these things do. But uh, telling somebody that they need to do something a certain way or trying to give them direct advice uh, usually isn't fucking helpful. And all they're going to do is think that you think you know more than they do. I'm making a fucking podcast right now about how I know more than you. But I don't know more than you. I don't even know who you are. You're probably fucking genius. I'm just saying these are random things. Maybe you can get one little nugget out of it. But, um, the point is you can't force somebody to change. You can't, you can't go, Hey, here's what you should do and, and just expect them to fucking change. But you can influence people by just kind of leading and, and just doing shit in a way that looks fun. And this goes back to the enthusiasm thing. Get excited and do some shit and do it well. And some people will see you doing it, see how well you're doing it, and they will mimic what you're doing, and it will help them along the way. And if you are not interested in helping other people, you're probably a fucking dickhead. And I think it's okay to, like, in a podcast, blanket statement, say you're probably a fucking dickhead. Uh, because I know I've heard people talking about somebody else, and I thought they were talking about me. Because I was self-conscious about how much of a dickhead I was being at the time. So it's good every now and then let somebody call you a dickhead. Okay, dickhead? Unless you're not a dickhead. And then don't listen to this. Because you're not a dickhead. You're great. You're wonderful. Um, but yeah, just... It's... Sometimes you just can't fucking change people. Sometimes people are going to be a pain in the ass. And sometimes people are going to be set in their ways. And the only thing that seems to help... If somebody's set in their ways and being a dickhead is to attempt to show them what they could do different. Not directly, not say, look, this is how you do it. Just fucking do it in front of them enough and see what happens. And I think that's a really important thing for a person that owns a business or is in management to know. If you work at fucking Pizza Hut and you're the general manager and all the employees are being dickheads and they're just not doing a very good job, maybe go get your hands dirty, get out of the whole office scene, go make some motherfucking pizzas and show them how it's done. And when they see you making the pizzas, first off, you got a bunch of stoners and drug dealers working for you, so it might not matter, I don't know. But when they see you making the pizza and you get excited about it, they fucking make a better pizza, and then I get a fucking good pizza from Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut sponsor me. I don't even fucking eat Pizza Hut, I don't think. I mean, I have, but eh. Hey, if you want to sponsor me, though, I'll start eating the fuck out of some Pizza Hut. I don't care. Um, where are we at? <laughs> number nine? Nope, that was number seven. See, this is why you shouldn't smoke weed. I'm not even high right now. I've been not high a lot lately. It's kind of weird. Uh, maybe that's the problem. Number eight, if if it's not broke, you can still improve it. Um, because I got high. So the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's silly. Uh, maybe when you're talking about a dishwasher or... 
or a trampoline, yeah, if it's working right, maybe don't fuck with it. But when you're talking about technique, business, uh, the way you do anything, yourself especially, just because you're not a piece of shit doesn't mean you can't get better. Um, so if it ain't broke, do keep fixing it. Fix yourself. Uh, first off, I, I was and am and probably always will be pretty fucking broken. I'm a crazy person, but that's part of what makes me fun, I think. So it's cool. But if you are one of those people that goes, well, you know, my job pays $12.50 an hour and that's pretty solid wage and I got most of what I want and I'm happy. Well, that's great and good for you. But do you like your job? Because you could probably turn it into a better job. Do you love your job? Do you hate your job? Let's say you like your job. Let's find you a job you like or make your job a job you like a little bit more. Or love. Whatever. I think uh, the idea of people not trying to improve and not trying to learn and not trying to improve their life is fucking insane. Like, I love seeing people that are fully satisfied and just think everything's great how it is. And some of those people are probably the happiest people I know. But I see a lot of people that appear to be fucking miserable. And they're just like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. Like, if if twelve fifty an hour is enough to pay your bills and, and you like that, uh, but you don't like the job, go find another job that pays twelve fifty an hour. Like, find a job you love. Or find a job you love that pays 13 and use that 50 cents to fucking do something fun. But you can always improve, and you can always improve you. And as a person that knows I'm fucking super flawed, I'm constantly working on improving myself, and that's what got me into podcast, and that's what got me into now podcasting. Like, now I'm making podcasts, and I don't even fucking know why. There's a thousand reasons why. It's so weird. But, yeah, if it ain't broke, do fix it. New saying for you. All right. Um, number nine. Nine's fun. Focus needs to be adjusted constantly. So, what I mean by that, focus on whatever the fuck you're you're trying to do. Let's say you're playing guitar. You want to be the best. You can you can go full bore crazy on just focusing on that, or you can kind of step back, like I was talking about earlier with the I don't even know what step that was, but you can step back and and look at playing guitar differently. And you can change your perspective on it. And tattooing, it's like constant. You have to adjust the way you look at it physically, like literally adjust the angle you're looking at shit and adjust how far you are from it. But also you have to, you know, the way you look at it philosophically, I guess, you have, the way you think about things, you have to adjust those things. And that applies to fucking everything. Like if I just look at my job as a parent is getting these kids through high school. Well, that's one part of it, but I have to step back and look at it and go, okay, not only do I have to get them through high school, but I have to first get them through elementary. And once they're through elementary, I have to make sure that they're excited and prepared for middle school. And once they're in middle school, I have to make sure they're doing okay. And I have to make sure they understand what's right and wrong. It's not, you don't just fucking have one thing. You got to step back and look at the big fucking picture of everything and and like tattooing, man, tattooing is so much like life in the aspect that you really do have to constantly adjust how you do it. You have to tweak it. It's always changing. People are always changing people's skin. Every person's skin's different. 
just like every fucking day is different and every person you encounter is different and every job you'll ever have is different and if you have three kids they're all fucking different so just constantly adjusting the way that I look at things is very important to me and at this point this sounds kind of repetitive because I said something um earlier that didn't make any fucking sense anyway number 10 I used to look at (laughs) this is Anytime you write something and you read it and you laugh, um, that's probably good, right? So number 10, I used to look at MySpace... <laughs> fuck. I used to look at a MySpace page... Ah, hmm, hmm, here we go. This is... I promise, I'm trying. I used to look at a MySpace post and go, that guy is weird. And now I look at an Instagram post and go, that guy's weird. With a different attitude towards it. So literally I said the same words, that guy's weird. And that's what I mean. I fucking, I used to in like, I used to think it was bad if somebody was a fucking weirdo and you know, they take a weird picture in the mirror. I don't know if you guys remember how old all my listeners are, but like somebody would take a fucking picture with the little silver Canon camera. There's a great one of me out there. If you want to find it, I have like spiky emo hair and bangs and I'm wearing a tie. It's fucking rad, dude. But I would look at a picture like that of me being the weirdest fucking kid I know and go, wow, that dude's weird with a critical eye and as if it was a bad thing. And tattooing has made me, it's forced me to meet so many fucking weirdos that I love weirdos. So now if I see a post on Instagram, which is the new Facebook, you know, that's what I'm using instead of Facebook or MySpace, whatever. So back in the MySpace days or even the Facebook days, because I don't use Facebook anymore. I would look at it and I would see somebody would post something I think is a weird fucking picture or they post something I think is a weird fucking thought. And I'm like, well, that guy's fucking weird, dude. And I would say it in a way in my head. This is all internal, but I would I would say it in a critical way. Like it's so fucking bad to be weird and being around so many weirdos. Now it's refreshing as fuck, man. Everybody I know that is weird. I pretty much like all the weirdos. The weirder you are, the better for me. And it's probably because I've met a lot of weirdos that are great people. And also I've gotten used to weirdos. And also I've discovered how fucking weird I am myself. I might be the weirdest person I know. Um, so that's it. Just tattooing led me through this wonderful, uh, wonderful world of crazy people that are fucking bizarre. And I love it. Number 11. We don't talk enough about anything. Uh, it just says we don't talk enough open communication. I was probably not high by the time I wrote that. So what I, what I mean by that, if you don't understand, people don't fucking actually talk to each other, like hardly at all. Uh, today when I got done tattooing, I was talking to Jason and, and my client was on his way out and we were just talking about like my client going to counseling and, and how I would love to go to a therapist or a counselor or whatever. Um, and I make terrible excuses like I don't have time, but I really do feel like there's other ways to uh, deal with my mental health. And I think this is one of them. But um, we were talking about things like that openly, like no fucking judgment. Like you do the therapy thing and and I want to and this is what I've done. This is what you're doing. This is what I'm and then the guy leaves and me and Jason are talking about, you know, different work related shit. And it's all a little bit on the deep and emotional side. And that's okay. But people fucking act like that's so weird to talk about your actual feelings and emotions and the way you think. And 
and exchange ideas for some reason now. And the way that people exchange ideas is they hop on a fucking team. It's red or blue. It's us versus them. It's cops versus civilians. It's fucking whatever. It, it's Democrat and Republican. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Just an actual conversation with anybody, no matter how hardcore their beliefs are and how contrasting their beliefs are to yours, I promise you, if you talk to them for a fucking hour, you will find a thing that you can agree on. And then you, when you focus on that fucking thing, you got a new friend. And your friend might fucking think that vaccines are the devil and you might think that vaccines are perfect and your friend might think that Bernie Sanders is a fucking jackass and you might be a huge fan of Bernie Sanders and your friend might fucking suck Donald Trump's penis and you might fucking, I don't know who's the other guy, Joe Biden, you might be kissing Joe Biden's ass. It doesn't fucking matter. Don't talk about that. Talk about another thing or talk about why and maybe you'll learn that you're, you're voting for the fucking wrong guy or you're on the wrong team or you shouldn't be on a team in the first place. But the point is, you could definitely be fucking friends with people that that disagree with one or two big things that are big to you if you take the time to talk to them and get to know them. And tattooing is the best way to have a conversation I know. Podcasting is the second best way because you're stuck there with that motherfucker for like six hours. So you're going to talk. Like, you can't not talk to a dude for six hours and just stare at him. It's fucking weird. So you end up talking to people like, I mean, I was brought up very religious and very, uh, what would the word be? Conservative? Conservative would be a nice way of putting it. And there's some of the things that I've been taught that, you know, I still would agree with and believe. And I'm a huge fan of guns, uh, which means I like the idea of the Second Amendment being part of our law for a long time. But I understand people's concerns with, uh, you know, gun safety and Guns getting in the hands of the bad guys and all that shit. And it's a real issue. So I'll listen to you. If you say all guns should be illegal, I'll disagree with you, but I'll listen to you. And we'll have a discussion. And then maybe at the end of this discussion, we'll land on, you no longer think all guns should be illegal all the time. And I no longer think that everybody should be able to have a fucking fully automatic with a suppressor on it and a grenade launcher. We'll fucking mellow out a little bit. Uh, and no, my stance is not that extreme. I don't think that four-year-olds should be running around with grenade launchers. I'm not that crazy. I just personally like guns. And I'm not preaching the Second Amendment. And I'm not saying, you know, it's everybody's fucking right. I just think guns are cool. And I think if bad guys have guns, good guys need guns. Um, I'm not super passionate about it. But guns are rad. Um, so what was that? Like number... That was number 11? Hmm. Number 12. <sighs> get tattoos all over your whole fucking body everywhere this is my favorite fucking thing ever okay so my whole career and until very recently i've been telling people don't get your hands tattooed don't get your neck tattooed definitely don't get your face tattooed until you know exactly what you want to do and you can pursue it and i still do tell people that when they have what i would deem a dead-end job or a starter job um for example, I think anything that's minimum wage uh, is, for most people, a good start-off job. You know, you're a high school student through the age of, like, maybe 25. And then there's a point in your life where you're going to want more than minimum wage. And you're going to want a different job with a little more freedom. And you're going to want a more creative job. So I tell the people that are in those jobs, I still think you should avoid getting your hands tattooed. Avoid getting your neck tattooed. Please don't tattoo your fucking face. It will probably get in the way. But another thing tattooing has taught me 
is if you're good at what you do, like, I don't know, let's say you go, you go study biology and you're some kind of fucking super biologist. Nobody gives a motherfuck about what you look like. And you can get away with having tattoos all over your whole fucking face and be a freak or whatever. And people will tell you all over the place, like, no, that'll get in the way of a job. And it will get in the way of a job, but not the right job. It'll get in the way of a relationship, but not the right relationship. It will get in the way of a lot of shit. But that's all the shit you don't want. I love having tattoos. I wish I had more visible tattoos. I'm still working on getting more tattoos. I kind of want people to think of me as a freak. Just so I have a little bit of a filter. So the old fucking judgmental lady that hates tattoos and thinks I'm ruining my life stays smooth the fuck away from me with her bitchy attitude. Uh, one time I was at a, uh, I was at a restaurant and this lady told me that she was disgusted by my ears. I have, I don't even know what size they are. They're probably like three quarters an inch or something. They're not huge, but I have gauged ears and... They weren't out looking like floppy cat buttholes. They were just, you know, I have, like, I actually have nice jewelry in. They're pretty. They're some kind of, like, stone-looking thing that my wife got me. But she just, she made it very clear that she was disgusted by that. And I would have been totally fine with that if she wasn't being a straight-up cunt to every fucking person working at this restaurant. She was complaining about the coffee. She was complaining about the speed at which they brought her coffee. She said it was too hot. Um, she was very disrespectful. She was fucking shaking her cup at people, like saying to get a refill instead of just like asking nicely. She like shakes her cup so you know it's empty or whatever. Like, bitch, there's not even fucking ice in it. Nobody can hear your fucking cup shaking, you old bitch. But anyway, that wasn't a very nice thing to say about this old cunt. So I'm going to skip straight to, I told her about my butt cheek gauging project. I'm, I was, you know, I convinced her for a moment that I was working on gauging my butt cheeks so that I could have uh, one large piercing go from my left butt cheek through my crack out my right butt cheek and have a big loop. And uh, I just kind of steered into the freak thing and I probably made her meal less enjoyable, which probably wasn't the nicest thing to do, but I felt like it was a decent decision at the time. Anyway, I'll leave you on that. Uh, cover your fucking body in tattoos, have a bunch of fun, do whatever the fuck you want, and if you, if you are good enough at something, being covered in tattoos will not stop it. Look at Travis Barker, look at the fuck, I don't know the astronaut's name, but there's an astronaut that's covered in tattoos, he looks cool as fuck. The point is, get good at something first. Then if you want to cover your body in tattoos, do it. If you don't, don't. Uh, and if for some reason you're still listening to this fucking ramble, let me know what you thought of it. Do the five-star thing or just message me and say, hey, you could have done better, fuckface. And I will take any advice I can get. Uh, my Instagram name is AP Tattoo Art, So just message me on there. Thanks for listening. Have a good night or day, whatever it is.